Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Will Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem. I'm going to try to keep it simple for y'all today because um, I know that I can <laughs> I can get a bit deep. So let me try to make it simple today. The name of the poem is entitled, If You Can Do It. Here we go. If you can do it, so can I. The words I can't when combined are a lie. I have watched you and I've listened quite a few times. I've even rehearsed a couple of lines. Is it meant to be or not, you see? What is God's true purpose for me? Desiring this answer has me chasing my destiny. You've inspired me to stay the course, to go get mine instead of envying yours. 15 minutes of fame? No, more like infinity. Because not trying to be like you brings out the divine in me. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. In fact, I am unique. If you can do it, so can I. The words I can't when combined are a lie. I was born to dream, conceive, achieve, and succeed. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And today, I really just wanted to talk um, because these words dropped in my spirit and it caused me to ask the question, Have can I really truly attest and say that this is something that I can relate to? And the words were, patience is a virtue. So in a lot of ways, I don't believe that I'm a patient person. Let me just be quite honest with you. Um, I had a real good friend of mine one time driving with me. And I've gotten a little bit better. I I have a little bit more patience. But at that time, um, when she was driving with me, she's like, oh, my God, Teresa, I did not know that you have road rage. (laughs) I don't even think I ever heard anyone say that about me because the majority of my passengers will tell me that they love (laughs) riding with me because I try to adhere to all of the laws. But when I heard that, I was like, you know what? That particular day, I was very anxious. Um, And so I started paying more attention to how I am when I get behind the wheel because little bitty details like that could save a life, truth be told. And so I became more mindful. And it's it's crazy to me how when someone sheds light on an area of your life that you may not have paid close attention to, all of a sudden, it's just like when you get a brand new car, you start to notice and you start to notice it more. And so you didn't even think or see that vehicle before you purchased a new car. But now every time you get in your vehicle, you see what I call them twins. You see the twin of that vehicle. 
And so um, I feel like it's the same way when people are shining the light on your issues, whatever they may be, um, whether it be road rage, whether it be um, impatience with just anything, whether it be e becoming easily frustrated. Um, maybe you have a cursing demon and you just every time you look up, you're cursing somebody out. Maybe that's your issue. We all got issues. So whatever your issue is, maybe that's something that you can relate to. And then maybe you had adapted to the point that, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put a, <laughs> I'm going to put a quarter in the jar every time I say a bad word. And now you're on like jar number 20, you know, that <laughs> I'm just, I'm, you know, I had to be kind of like, but yeah. I literally had a vision of 20 jars of a whole bunch of quarters. I mean, <laughs> that's enough to put a down payment on somebody's car. How about that? But whatever the issue is, when someone brings it to your attention, don't you start to pay closer attention to it? If someone tells you that you're mean, don't you start to pay attention to how you respond so that you don't sound mean <laughs> or meaner. Um, if someone tells you like, Ooh, you've gained some weight. Don't you try to pay more attention to, well, let me just, you know, let me wear some baggy clothes. So it's not as apparent that I've gained this weight. Cause I don't want nobody calling me out. <laughs> Haven't you noticed that though? When someone shines light on something that you're struggling with, sometimes you may not even be aware that you're struggling with it. But then the minute that they bring it to your attention, you're like, huh, I guess that is an issue for me. So the other day I had a phone call from one of my children and, <laughs> and we were, she was calling, but she was calling back to back to back. And I was like, my child never calls me this much, but for this particular day, it seemed like every time I hug up the phone, she was calling me right back. And I was like, okay. So like the fourth time that I answered the phone, she said, I'm really not that needy. And I'm like, you are, but it's okay. <laughs> and she's like, mom, am I really? I'm like, yes, but it's, it's okay. Like I understand where that comes from. And I know why it is that you do that. And so all of a sudden, it shed light on that area in her life. So she's doing her best not to appear as needy. And I feel like we all do that. I feel like if someone tells us, like, you know, you're being really, really impatient, then all of a sudden, we find ourselves trying to work on our patience. If they tell us that we're being rude, then, and I'm talking about if you really, truly have a, a conscience about yourself. You know, some people, they don't care what someone else says about them they're just going to be who they are and that's okay but you have other people that are just like you know what I want to be very very conscientious about how it is that I'm perceived um and so let me work on some of these things that I know can be an issue and so I thought about patience and I thought about how a long 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 time ago I was 16 years old to be exact. I will never forget it because I feel like I've been in a sense paying for that ask for years now. <laughs> but I was 16 years old and I literally remember reading about the book of Job. And for some reason, I was so intrigued by his character and who he was and how patient he was with his friends and how patient he was with his spouse and 
how patient he was just with God, truth be told. And I remember praying that prayer, Lord, bless me with patience. I have since learned that that was probably the wrong thing for me to pray. Because I feel as if a lot of my trials came from that prayer. A lot of my tribulation, if you ask me, came from that prayer. Because they say that patience is a virtue. So you're going to go through something in order to become patient. I learned that the hard way. <coughs> Excuse me. Y'all wouldn't even cough until, until I got and I press until I got on this podcast and I press record, Teresa wouldn't even cough. And I wouldn't cough at all, at all today. But the moment I got on this, <laughs> this episode, I start coughing. Yeah, it kind of happens like that a lot. But I was thinking about patience and I was like, you know. Yeah, I could see why people would say that patience is a virtue. Because it does. I know that there's a scripture. I don't have it memorized. So I'm not even going. I'm not even going to try to pretend like I do. But the part that I have memorized is the fact that I know that it's a virtue. And when I think about the fact that when I lost custody of my three oldest children, I could not see past the trauma that that caused. But the more that I started to surrender my emotions and my feelings and everything that was connected to that, the more I believe I became patient waiting for the narrative to change. And so looking back and now looking forward, I see literally, in my opinion, how whatever the devil meant for bad, God meant it for my good. Because I see the type of relationship that me and my children, my older three children and I have. Um, I see the way that they need their mother still. And I see how, yes, I could, I could, in a sense, feel some type of way about how it is that all of that transpired. But then I would miss out on the beauty of now. And so I have a brand new grandbaby. The relationship that I have, the bond that I have created through my daughter's pregnancy with her. And even before, um, because I, I literally told her that she was pregnant. She's like, how, how you know? I told her what she was having. She's like, how do you know? <laughs> but I believe that my surrendering to what I could not control, my yielding to what did not make sense to me at the time, and my trusting the process helped to develop my patience. Because I wasn't always patient. But I do believe going through those storms helped to develop my patience. Because... Even now, the way that I operate when I'm going through a trial or a tribulation, I have loved ones that are just like, girl, it's better you than me. I could not. Ooh, child. I hear that a lot. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I hear that a lot. But I know it's not. I know it's not even my own strength. I know it's a supernatural strength that allows me to go through a lot of what I go through. I know it is. And maybe that has helped to formulate a better version. No, I, I don't even know why I'm saying maybe, Lord. I know it has. It has helped to formulate a better version of me. I look at people differently. I look at circumstances differently. Um, I'm probably more vocal than I've ever been, but I try to, at least when I speak the truth, I try my best to speak it in love, but I do believe that I am far more vocal. I'm able to, (laughs) I'm able to look for my ways of escape so much faster now. I'm able to recognize when the frequency just don't feel right and know how to, okay, so that, you know, go ahead and go ahead and exit, you know, cause you don't, you don't want that energy passing on to you. Like I'm, <laughs> I have become more patient. I really have because I used to react. I'm not as reactive as I used to be. I listen. I let people, you know, tell me what they're going through. Um, I could pretty much discern a lot better now. Cause I also feel like what patience does patience allows you to be still there's a scripture in the bible that says be still and know that i am god so a few years back i was in a um situation on a job and it had become so turbulent the only option that i felt was available was for me to leave And I was real, real certain that that was the answer. It's one of those situations where you know how like you'll, for those of you that pray (laughs) or meditate or whatever, but you'll pray, right? And you're supposed to pray and wait. But a lot of times we pray and answer our own selves, right? So it was one of those situations where I prayed, but then I did not wait. I started reacting because I knew that I was fed up. There was no ifs, ands, buts about it. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, girl, you are fed up. Like you are so over it for real, for real. And so I made the necessary. (laughs) I, I did what was necessary. I put it like that in order for me to make sure that I could remove myself from that atmosphere. And. As I was going through that process, I literally heard the word so clearly, be still and know that I am God. And I was like, why you can't never tell me what I want to hear, Lord? (laughs) Why you always got to go so deep? What? Be still. I'm ready to go like now. (laughs) But I didn't do that. I was obedient. I was so obedient. (laughs) And so um, in my obedience, I watched him open up a door that no man or woman could shut. I watched him change the entire atmosphere. Literally, it felt like overnight. It felt like overnight. And all of a sudden, the pressures that I felt, the weight that I felt on my heart, 
on my mind and even on my spirit and soul. It was as if by my operating in obedience, he lifted it. And I mean, lifted it to where it was so far removed. I all of a sudden found the strength to go forward and stick and stay. I know that the only way that that was possible is by the grace of God. I can't give no one else credit for that because the way that I was, the way that my mind was so made up, he was the only one that could change it. That's how certain I was that this was the, this was the choice that I was making. And I'm so glad that I was obedient and that I operated in obedience because how many times, maybe I'm the only person that's guilty of this, but how many times have you made a decision based off of your emotions and you reacted based off of your emotions? And then after you had a good night's rest, had a wonderful meal, had a great conversation with one of your supporters, one of the people that hold you accountable, one of your accountability partners, you reevaluate that situation and you're like, oh, I was tripping. <laughs> All I needed to do was give me some sleep. All I needed to do was eat me some food. All I really needed to do was get it off my chest. It wasn't even about that. That was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. But the root, the root cause had nothing to do with that. That was literally, I just couldn't take no more. Have you been there? Have you been that person that is just like, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Didn't even know why I was tired. Didn't even know why I was sick, but I was just sick and tired of it all. So I made this decision. Had nothing to do with being patient. Had everything to do with being anxious. And maybe that's the reason why it's in there. That scripture. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things. Through prayer and supplication. Make your requests known unto God. Maybe that's one of the reasons why it's in there. Is because even God is aware. That whenever we allow our emotions to control our decision making process. We're not going to make the best decisions. But then the moment that we take time out to rest, the moment that we take time out to count up the cost, the moment that we take time out to reevaluate, why is it that I'm feeling this way? Maybe I do need to take a nap. Maybe I do need to write some things down. Maybe I do need to go talk to someone about it. Maybe I need to stop bottling all of this stuff in because eventually by doing that, you're bound to explode emotionally. Verbally, physically, all of that. And so being patient gives us an opportunity if we take the opportunity, because I know for a long time I didn't, but I'm learning. And that too, like, okay, y'all, I'm, I'm really, I mean, pretty much everybody knows my age because I talk about my age all the time. I turned 48 on January the 9th. Okay, so <laughs> got me to thinking. You know how like whenever we're driving, have y'all ever paid attention? Like when you were a certain age bracket, when you were younger, in your younger years, 
some of y'all are still guilty of doing that, no matter if you're 60, 70 or whatever. But in your younger years, you would just speed to get somewhere fast. Just speeding, speeding, speeding. Then you become a parent. This is for the parents. All of a sudden, you got a baby in the car, right? You don't go as fast because now you got someone to, you know, worry about, think about, be con you know, concerned about. Then you get older and you start to realize, what am I rushing for? Lord said the same, the building is going to be there when I get there. Whew. No, you know, I'm just happy to be alive. Your whole conversation changes. Everything changes when you get older. So if you are blessed, <laughs> if you are blessed to see longer years, trust me when I tell you the way that you see the world when you're in your younger years is going to be totally different when you see how you see the world in your older years. Because everything I do now, <laughs> I feel like I move as slow as molasses. Like I really, really do. I feel like everything is so much slower. When I used to just be like going, 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 going. I don't do that anymore. And I even noticed how whenever I'm in a car, let's say I'm fixing to go grocery shopping. I will sit my behind in that car for about five, maybe five to seven minutes Getting my mind right just to go into a building with a whole bunch of people that I don't know. I used to not do that. I used to not be mindful of my surroundings. I used to not do any of that stuff. But so much has happened and I've gotten a whole lot older. It's almost like I count up the cost in my own little way. And so I will sit in that car and I do it when I come home. Like if I come home from work before I ever step foot outside of my vehicle, I am decompressing. I am trying to get my mind right. I am trying to get my thoughts right. I am trying to understand that the atmosphere that I'm about to enter into, my children are in that atmosphere. There's going to be certain questions coming at me. There's going to be certain things that are required of me. It's a totally different setting as opposed to when you're at work. And so you... It's, it's a blessing to be able to know how to practice patience. It's a blessing to be able to know, uh, I don't think I'm going to take that call. I'm going to let that go to voicemail because I got to be in the right headspace to be able to deal with that. Or I don't think I'm going to make that call because I got to be in the right headspace to deal with that. I've also learned that Timing is of the utmost essence. So another reason why patience, in my opinion, is a virtue is because there's something magnificent that happens when the timing is right. It's something magical that takes place when the timing is right. And so all of that, I believe, plays a part when it comes to operating and patience. And some people just aren't patient. Some people just, you know, they're just not. And I, I remember when, and there's still moments, I'm not even fisting to tell y'all no stories. <laughs> there are still moments, especially when, okay, tell me if you could relate to this. You go to a place like Wally World, and <laughs> you walk in 
it feels like it's 100,000 people in the store, right? And you have a carton of groceries. And you're like, hey, my TV show is coming on at 8 o'clock. I got to make sure I put the clothes in the laundromat. You got this whole agenda in your head. And then you see a whole, <laughs> you see all of these registers that should, at least half of them, someone should be standing at the register and you find out 1%, like maybe two out of the 25 registers that are there, they only got two people. So you got 50 people in one line, you got another 50 people in another line, and you got people pushing over each other trying to get through the other people while they're trying to cross and keep on shopping. And you are trying your best to stay saved. You're like, don't these people know I got a life? Don't they know I got things to do? But they're trying to save their money, you know, the company. <laughs> trying to say that they, they're dollar bills. They don't want to pay a whole bunch of people or whatever, just stand around. And the thing of it is when they, when you know that they're busy, they know that they're busy. They know what type of revenue they're bringing in. And it's just like, yeah, we just going to open up two registers. We're just going to make y'all wait. So the old me, and every once in a while she creeps back up. I ain't fully delivered. I'm telling you that now. So the old me would be like, uh, I got a, a cart full of food and so guess what i'm gonna do y'all can judge me later i'm gonna share it with you now though <laughs> instead of going into the main line waiting with those 50 people i'm gonna go back to the electronic section and i'm gonna go pick up some earplugs or something something electronic so that way i don't feel like i'm really cheating you know cheating so to speak or cutting the line so to speak i'm gonna grab some headphones or something but you best believe Everything y'all can scan is in this basket. Here you go. Here's a little headphone. So that way you can't say that <laughs> you can't say that I didn't buy anything electronic. But I'm gonna make sure that I'm not that person standing in that. So maybe I still got a little bit of residue of impatience in me. Because <laughs> I'm not gonna stand there and wait for those 50 people to go when I know that I could be number two back in the electric electronic section. I'm just saying. So and it's sad, y'all, because my daughter has gotten hip to that. So anytime that she sees the basket getting full and then she sees all these people lining up, I'm talking about my 16-year-old, she'll be like, Mama, let's just go back to the electronics so that way we can, you know, because we got things to do. I done rubbed off on my child. So, yeah, that's that actually is not a great example because that's kind of an example of being impatient. But, yeah, I told you I been, I'm not fully delivered, okay? So, hey, that's one of the examples I'm going to use. But, yeah, it's... It, I know it's a, I know it's a virtue. I don't always make a hundred. I really, really don't. But I am starting to see the fruit of my labor in terms of when I have operated in patience. And it is really a beautiful thing because I've watched my children blossom. I've watched our relationships blossom. Um, we laugh more together. We don't cry as much anymore, you know. And I think part of that was patience. I think I needed to become patient in a lot of areas so that I could teach them what that looked like. And then so that I could learn myself. When you know better, you do better. At least that's what I keep on hearing. So, you know, trust me when I tell you, I'm trying to practice that stuff. I'm trying to know better so that I could do better. Because when my husband manifests, I know I'm going to need to be patient. 
I know I am. I just know I am because you don't get a perfect person. So I know that there's going to be areas where I'm really, truly going to have to be patient. Um, I have a friend of mine and she says this a lot. She talks about the 80-20 rule. And she's like, if you can get 80% of what it is that you have asked for, you should be willing to work with that 20%. And I think even that is operating in patience. When you literally find someone that you, they have 80% of what it is that you're looking for and you work with them with that other 20, that is patience operating. Literally, because you, you got to be patient. You're not going to get somebody that is 100% what you want, how you want. It's just not going to happen. There's going to be personality conflicts from time to time. There's going to be disagreements from time to time. But if overall you build each other up, iron is sharpening iron, you have a great time, you're able to encourage each other, edify each other, you're able to build great memories together, all of the above, everybody gets along, 80-20. 80-20, why would you trade that 20%? Like, why would you Why would you throw away the 80% when only 20% is lacking? Why would you do that? You can work with the 20%. And I think that has to do with wisdom too. Because a lot of times we're so quick to be like, uh-uh, 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 I'm not. And it's like, really? I'm going to tell y'all this, then I'm going to get off of here. So looking back, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having this moment talking about pages of virtue. Looking over some of the choices that I've made, if I would have applied patience, then the outcome most likely would have been a beautiful thing. But I did not have the wisdom that I have now, nor did I apply the knowledge that I had then, because a lot of the decisions that I made were emotionally driven. And so now that I'm older, yes, I consider my emotions, but they don't hold as much weight. I do my best to count up the cost before I make any decision. Um, I will even consult with others before I make a major decision. Um, so that in and of itself, I believe is growth. But looking over my life, yes, a lot of decisions that I made, I believe they would have ended differently had I operated in patience. But what I've recognized is that I operated in fear and I operated out of being anxious. And so you reap what you sow. So I reaped what I sowed in that regard in a lot of ways. So now I'm trying to be wiser. I'm trying to keep it 100 um, with myself, <laughs> with myself. OK, because you got to start with self and then everything else will follow. So I hope that this encourages someone. I literally just felt like talking. I didn't have any method to the madness other than I wanted to share what crossed my mind, what was laid on my heart. Patience is truly a virtue. And if you don't believe it, it's really OK. But I do hope that you have the most amazing day, whether it's morning, evening, afternoon, Whenever it is that you hear this episode, but please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you for listening.